Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Town of Portland podcast. I'm your host, Dave Kosminski. I'm here in the Town Tech Educational Podcast Studio at Portland High School, and this is going to be our episode number 40, 40. And uh, with us in the studio uh, is our economic development uh, coordinator and planner, uh, Miss Mary Dickerson, and on the line is uh, man in the office, back at the back at the ranch, <laughs> is our first first select woman, Miss Susan Bransfield. So, hi, hi ladies. Morning. Hello. How, Good morning. How you doing? All like, right. So, Susan, tell them, tell us what's happening. I know you've been uh, uh, juggling with all the vacations and all of that kind of stuff, trying to you know man the office and keep yeah, keep all yeah. the balls in the air. That's right. We're having a nice summer, Dave. Um, we've certainly had our share of rain this summer. Yes, we have. And now we're having our share of very hot and humid days, which yes. is today, yesterday, and I think tomorrow. Yeah. So many of our uh, folks uh, are taking some well-deserved time off. Um, I'm in the office to make sure that I can answer the phones and help folks coming by who might need some information. Sure. And um, the other thing that's new for us is as of Monday, um, I issued a requirement that if you're coming into any town-owned building, and that's general government buildings like our town hall, the Buck Foreman Community Center, Police Department, Senior Center, the library, make sure you put on a face covering. Um, we, we have some concerns with this new variant of the COVID um, virus, and we want to make sure that our employees, our residents, our customers who are coming in to the buildings are protected. So whether you are vaccinated or you are unvaccinated, we are requiring that you put on your face covering, and then as soon as you uh, go back outside, of course, you can remove it. This is only for the inside of town-owned buildings. We did have one employee who had been vaccinated who did test positive for this very uh, virulent uh, variant, let's call it, yep. of the virus. And so we're just being very cautious, following suit that many towns are also following. We want to keep people free of getting sick, whether they've been vaccinated or not. And we find that once you come inside the building, Putting the face covering on will help, and uh, uh, we hope this uh, solves the problem. I was reading some news this morning, and our health officials are hopeful that um, with people following these uh, face coverings inside of buildings at various places, that it will uh, do away with this variant, and mm -hmm. they're hopeful maybe the end of September We'll be in better shape. Sure. So we all do our part, and uh, I, you know, in talking with people, they feel this is a prudent step, pretty easy. Sure. We're all familiar, and uh, so that's what we're doing. Absolutely, err on the side of caution. That's all. Yes. You know, for yeah. sure. So, anyway, so what's uh, what's what's the latest update on uh, what's going on in town? Well, there's some some fun things that are going on. We just finished our fourth concert on Tuesday yeah. that uh, Brownstone Quorum and Portland Parks and Recreation 
organized for us. I think, Dave, we must have had between 500 and 700 people at every one of those concerts. Awesome. They were tremendously popular. Everybody is outside. Uh, Whether you're chatting with your friends that you haven't seen in a while or you're listening to the music and some some people were dancing to the music. There I think everybody go. had a great time. That's uh, Liberty Bank and Flood Law Firm are two of the biggest sponsors. And I'll add that many, many of our businesses have contributed generously. Sure. And uh, Liberty Bank had the free ice cream. Yes. Until at last, <laughs> available. Uh, saw long lines for that. People enjoyed it quite a bit. And I think just getting out and seeing people in a safe environment where there's some um, fun things to take your mind off what might have been going on at work that day or whatever problems you might have has been good. Um, The other thing that I I got sort of an interesting email the other day from one of our community gardeners. She um, has been at our community garden, which is at Bransfield Park on Rose Hill, for many years. And most recently... She's enrolled in the Master Gardener program, ah. and she's telling me and sent me some nice pictures. She, as her master project, she is developing a pollinator garden uh-huh. up on that beautiful hill of a park. Um, nice. And so that's that's kind of a nice thing about summer where we're able to be outside, whether we're going to a concert or we're working in our gardens or we're just taking a stroll on the airline trail or down down at um, our park on Route 17. I, I've just really enjoyed the summer, and I hope many of our residents have as well. The splash pad is up and running. The uh, runners are out there and uh, with the fun runs they've sure. had. And just people like me that like to take a walk around the park. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. And That's then we'd the be... The uh, the pollinator uh, garden information we put up on the website, so if people want to find out what that's all about, and yeah. uh, they've got, like I say, uh, out on the airline trail, there's there's uh, they've got one started out there, and, and that's very, right. various locations around town. That's right, and uh, the Route 17 Park has a beautiful garden. Yes, uh, all around it, um, and you know they they let that clover and those cattails grow, and I, I went by there this morning, and there must have been. A hundred bees all yes. around these flowers. Sure, um, and that's very important to our farms in Portland that depend on the bees to sure. make sure the corn and the pumpkins and all the other vegetables and fruits get pollinated. That's and it. Our bees are doing it, so everybody's doing their part. They're doing their job, <laughs> and I'm I'm looking forward to hearing what Mary Dickerson has to say about. Some of these new businesses I've been seeing springing up all around town. So yes. I uh, will look forward to hearing that now. Yes. Well, there's there's no moss growing under Mary's feet. That's no. for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. So speaking of that, hi, Mary. How Hello. are you? Hello. I'm very well. How are you? Uh, yeah, we were doing uh, uh, Charles's podcast and Mary's knocking on the window to let her in. <laughs> we were on the air. So uh, anyway, so we got you in here. So uh, thanks for coming up, Mary. So what's happening in the... Uh, there's a lot happening. I mean, absolutely. So uh, lay it on us. We came out of COVID and, you know, like a rocket ship. So we have three new restaurants in town and all are doing very well. Portland Ale House opened, I believe it's been two weeks now, three weeks that yeah. they've been open. They're doing exceptionally well. Um, Concentric Brewing opened earlier in the spring and they're hopping. Their patio is open. People are there all yes. the time. The pub at PGC is yeah. a new restaurant at Portland Golf Course. They yeah. also have a brand new patio. 
Um, and then Quarry Ridge just yes. did a major renovation and they reopened. So we've got a lot of restaurant business. Um, the state just extended their outdoor dining through March of 2022. Uh -huh. So we have permitted all of our business owners to have outdoor dining. Yep. We've just allowed them to have the building inspector and the fire marshal come out and make sure their seating locations are safe for their customers. Uh -huh. So those outdoor dining options will continue. So we hope that we're going to have good weather through the fall and allow sure. people to enjoy indoor if they're comfortable. But if they feel more comfortable outside, a lot of our restaurants have taken that outdoor dining option sure. and, and really run with it. And people love it. Well, I think, you know, to, I, I think to everybody's uh, accommodation, I think that that was a, uh, a big initiative when the whole COVID thing kind of uh, blew up and uh, uh, a lot of the, the towns and, and municipalities, uh, you know, uh, opted to uh, lax their uh, regulations and allow for that outdoor dining. So well, we were the to first them. town in the region to do that. So yeah. what we did was we created a form that was delivered to the restaurant. Uh -huh. And so our building official and our fire marshal and the health department re representative went out together and showed them the best location to use, yep. whether it be a, a sidewalk area, a paved area, and it really has worked out for them. And I think in a lot of ways, it saves some of our restaurants from further financial damage to sure. be able to have a place where people felt safe. And I have to give credit to our residents because they trust their restaurant owners they trust their cooks their servers to do what's best for them and so they came back yeah absolutely i think the outside dining uh, option was definitely popular and uh you know it, it, it worked out very well and i think it's still working very well and you know i think that's going to be become part of the norm and uh, i think it going will forward. I so, think it will. And which is nothing if, wrong with that. If we can have a year like we had last year where we had warm temperatures into November, sure. I think it just extends their season. Sure. Um, our Economic Development Commission runs a number of programs. And so last winter, during that January through March spell where it gets tough for restaurateurs, uh -huh. we ran 06480 to go. And there was a big jump in people making sure whether they ate inside or they got takeout, they had a big jump in, in um people visiting those restaurants. So we're going to plan on doing that again this year yep. for the winter season and kind of give them a boost. Um, and hopefully everything with COVID cooperates and pretty soon we're back to normal. Yeah. I think we can get this uh, uh, variant uh, reeled in and so forth. And I think, uh, you know, again, key to is, is, is Charles says, is, is, you know, obviously getting vaccinated and educating and, and uh, using the face coverings and uh, practicing the, you know, the, the social distancing. So. And another new one we're going to have coming, the new Dairy Queen, is scheduled uh, yes. to open September 15th. So yes. supply chain has been a real issue on that project, and getting kitchen equipment's been tough. So they're going to reutilize the equipment that's in their existing kitchen until Dairy Queen can get them the supplies they need. So town staff is going to work with them and make that kind of a seamless move from one side of the roadway to the other. Nice. But I love the idea of drive-in ice cream in my jammies. Hey, it works. When you need a peanut butter parfait, <laughs> there you go. You can just hit the drive-through. So, but I, we have we have some other exciting. So, Owens Emporium is coming to Main Street. That's going to uh -huh. be in the location that was Bordnero's Pharmacy. Yeah. And this is a really exciting, I think, new store. It's going to be near Savvy Swap, and we all know what Carrie Ann has done for retail in sure. Portland. Um, consignment furniture, upscale and bespoke crafts, uh -huh. and it really brings everything together. People are having trouble ordering furniture. Their wait is 16 or 20 weeks for tables and lamps and couches. Yep. And 
And then we look at sustainability. People are just really sure. looking at how do you reuse and recycle and upcycle? Well, exactly. So it, it plays into all that. So that is very exciting. They'll be opening in September. I've uh -huh. seen a few of the products that are coming. They've got some fabulous woodworkers, um, some jewelry makers, people that are quilters and crafters. Nice. There's going to be some Portland logo items, which people that are visiting, whether it's the Discovery Park or the winery or the brewery or the golf course, can stop in and take a little piece of Portland home with them. There you go. So that's going to be a really, I think, exciting addition to that part of our village district. Nice. Well, that's that's awesome. And and again, uh, you know, you look up and down Main Street, you know. Outside of Board and Arrows, I think uh, all of the storefronts are pretty much occupied. The only thing that is still empty is the old gas station next to Portland Ale House. But we've had some interest in that, so we're hoping that that one will come soon. Well, Prim Primavera Pizza is almost ready to open. Oh, okay. That's 220 Main Street. That was where the wedding dress that's used was, to be. Yep, that's two doors down from yep. me. Yep. They did a major facade improvement to that building, and so they're they're pretty much done. They're working on some final planning with Chatham Health District for a menu and kitchen layout. And so that's going to be pizza and sandwiches and salads and grinders. And right. we can't wait to see what that does for our main street a absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Well, I think the Portland Ale House has definitely utilized the, the gas station parking. I mean, both their uh, parking in back of the store as well as in the gas station have been, you know, pretty packed most nights, my God. And Portland Ale House has been packed. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Uh, you know, the, Portland Ale House. The food, is, the food is very good and they're getting rave reviews so people Great. are they like the makeover there was a real thoughtful makeover they kept some original details of the building which people liked and the original flooring and and things that people had a relationship with after years of portland restaurants so there you go it really was a, a good fit but we have some other big projects coming too so do tell brainerd place yeah people don't see progress but the developer is spending a lot of money so Yesterday, we had Eversource, Comcast, um, Frontier, Connecticut Department of Transportation was here, our public works, VHB, which is a traffic engineering firm out of Weathersfield who uh -huh. works for the developer. And they were meeting, looking at drainage and site work and the traffic improvements that mm -hmm. are going to happen. So people are going to see some changes. That intersection by Walgreens that has the big welcome to Portland block. Yep. They're going to see some changes to the shape of that, which is going to help to slow traffic down around that curve because yep. there's going to be a new turn into the Brainerd development. Uh -huh. So there's a lot of a lot of traffic change that's coming. Um, it's minor little shifts here and there, buying six or 12 inches and, and making things better. But the traffic engineers have really been working on that and making sure that they can make it the safest intersection possible. And we have to remember that once that project is built out, we have 240 residential units in there. We want those residents to feel comfortable walking over to Portland Ale House or walking up to Savvy Swap. And they're going to have to cross the street. So sure. these changes are not just about traffic, but they're about pedestrian, pedestrian safety sure. too. Nice, nice. Well, that's good. That's excellent. Good news, good news. What else? Oh, my goodness. So we're starting the change of seasons, which is always happy and sad at the same time. And mm -hmm. all my we have that Connecticut Portland, Connecticut Marketplace page on Facebook. And yep. so we share posts. And so, of course, you see Gildersleeve, um, the changes up there, the marinas, you know, you're looking at the pretty boat pictures, but they're also showing that shrink wrap is coming in. Which oh, yeah. means the end of the boating season yep. isn't far away. But the good thing is our farm stands are starting to see the change of product. We're seeing all the produce now. So corn is in. Um, blueberries. Blueberries, peaches, peppers, 
everything that you bought bedding plants for in the fall that didn't uh, spring that didn't survive the rain, you can just go to the farm stands and buy it. So. Yeah, there you go. But it, it, it is it is nice to see the bounty of the season. So it's really prime vegetable season. The tomatoes are all there. And, and that's kind of the place to be, whether you're at QP Market or you're out at Gata's at the stand. People are out. Our little farmers are offering their wares as well, whether it's eggs or we have Fire Ring Farm has a um, CSA. Uh -huh. And those fruits and veggies are going out to people. So so it's it's the peak of summer. That's great. The Discovery Park is full pretty much every day. And I'm just going to warn people that if you want to go, you need to buy your tickets in advance. I believe they're sold out. I know they were sold out through today. I um, think that everything is online now. Aren't everything they? is online. So yep, you yep. go to Brownstone Exploration and Discovery Park and you can purchase your tickets there. The next free day is September 11th. Okay. And that's a free general swim pass for Portland residents. That's uh -huh. normally $29. Okay. Um, the great thing about our quarry is those stone walls heat up and that water is always warm. So even through September, the swimming there is sure. is good. Not unless you go down 100 feet, which you can't do. Well, but yeah, that, that kind of needs scuba kind of tough on the ears. And <laughs> so forth. And, you know, speaking of our, you know, economic to our uh, town tech program uh, debuted the the new economic development promotional videos so they are fantastic Dave. so and i have to give credit to you and the kids because you made my ugly shirt look good <laughs> i know when i went into okay mary we're going to do the voiceover today and she says no i'm not dressed so we you know no it was fine you did great i have to say other towns are, are seeing them other economic development sure. directors and they say, well, who did those for you? And when I tell them town tech, these are student workers for the town that belong to the high school's technology program and then use their skills in the summer. Sure. They don't believe me. And I said, trust me, I don't have the budget to produce these videos. Yeah. They're fabulous. Yeah. And everyone is using them. Real estate agents are using them to show their prospective home yeah. buyers yeah. what they can have in Portland. Commercial real estate agents are using those to sell properties to for, for leasing purposes. And um, I had a conference with Dan Bertram from Brainerd Place this week, and they're very excited about them to show people, especially the recreation video. Sure. If you come to live at Brainerd Place, these are the kind of amenities you get in the community. And I think they show us off very well. Great. Well, it's, uh, you know, Lila and Nick, myself, and, uh, you know, we did a great job. And I think it was basically we just took what you talked about and we went out and shot it. So, uh, you know, doing all of the post-production and, you know, getting that and getting the interviews, um, you know, um, I mean, we showcased, uh, you know, obviously the, the uh, St. Clements out there along with the, the, the quarry park, as well as the, you know, the brewery. So, uh, there was a lot in there and I think uh, it gives people a, a nice snippet of what's available in town. And I think it shows that our business owners are happy to be here. Yeah, they they want to talk about their business, but they also want to talk about being part of this community. Well, it's it's all a, a kind of an economic ecosystem, mm -hmm. you know, that we all play a part in. Just just like the pollinator gardens, we all have our <laughs> jobs <laughs> as far as that goes. So, so do you want to talk about our new podcast? Yes, yes. Well, obviously, you know. Uh, again, you know, I've been. Uh, I go in and, and, and Mary is my sounding board, you know, so I go in and say, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? I said, Mary, I think you should go and, and start an economic development podcast. Great idea, yeah, I think great so. Idea. I think so. You know, and, uh, you know, just to showcase businesses and, uh, you know, especially in this uh, age of, you know, people are, are consuming their, their 
information in, in a whole variety of ways that the podcasting uh, arena is 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 red hot right now and uh, it, it's uh, you know it's awesome and I think uh, showcasing uh, we, we started one at, 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 at Connecticut Valley and we're, we're just kind of uh, going on and interviewing entertainers and so forth and we're getting mobbed with listens so I, I think you know Focusing one on, you know, the economic development and the vitality of the town of Portland. And it doesn't necessarily have to focus on just town, but, you know, obviously what's in the area. So, Well, and I think COVID has changed the way we shop for everything. Yeah. Whether it's goods or services, we've learned that you can do things without human contact. Absolutely. So products that are made here that we used to think had a very limited marketability in our region are really something we can offer nationwide. Yeah. And the same thing with services. A lot of services can be provided long distance. Sure. And so the ability that you and your staff have to produce high quality technology mm-hmm. is something that to offer that for free to our, our businesses, to come onto our podcast sure. and be able to talk about their businesses and their products, that's not just something that's going to be used locally. That's a marketing tool for them that they can add to their social media, to their website, and market themselves nationwide in a professionally produced setting yeah. that lets people hear exactly what they have to offer. And hopefully it, it'll bring in more sales and it'll drive more business to, oh, absolutely. to this region. You know, and, that, and that's the thing. And, you know, as we start to expand, uh, I know at, at the uh, at, at the music school, basically, we uh, migrated our podcast into video podcasts. So now we have that video component. So hopefully we're going to get to do that here and we can do the same thing. Uh, I have a face for radio, Dave. <laughs> no. No. You Absolute. look great on those videos too, Mary. Absolutely. My gosh. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's amazing. You know, the, the, the first videos that we did, that, were, that was almost eight years ago. I know. My God. And, uh, you know, the, the, the town has changed and, you know. Uh, I've changed. <laughs> there's, there's a lot more of me than there was nine years ago. And, you know, a, a few more gray hairs. And But, hey, at least you have hair. I mean, my, I, I'm going the other way. You know, it's, it's uh, you know. But that's what, you, you know, you look at a lot of these economic development projects that we have going on now. And Brainerd Place really started back 2007. Yeah. So we're looking at, at going on almost 14 years to get to the point we are now, to find the right developer, to, to have a study done that showed us what the right project for the community was. Sure. And so it really takes, it's a long-term commitment. It's not something that is going to happen in a week or two. You're not going to no. throw together a 35 or $40 million deal over a period of a few weeks. Yes. It, it takes years to build a community and a business community that supports this kind of development. And- People are people are very interested in being here. Um, Two sixty four Main um, Freestone Avenue is one of our big industrial buildings. It used to be Scott and Daniels, and yep. it was Clondalkin. Yeah, we have just signed a seventy five hundred square foot lease, and I believe it's a fifteen hundred square foot lease for two new businesses. One is manufacturing greenhouses; mm-hmm. they've become very popular. Okay. The other is a company that custom converts stock vehicles into emergency equipment, so ambulances and police vehicles. Nice. So these are people that sought out being in Portland. Yeah. Well. Um, we have a couple new new construction projects that are going to be coming up. Um, we use a development team model. You come and talk to us, and we bring our entire development team in. The town engineer comes in, building official, fire marshal, public works, zoning enforcement, myself, and we sit down and we tell them what the process is and what to expect and give them a timeline and let them 
spend some time with us for free. We don't charge them anything right, for this. Right. And we work with them hand in hand to get the best project brought forward that we can. And sometimes that takes a year or two. Oh, absolutely. And then, you know, people see the project happen and they think it's something that just came about in a matter of months when really there's years of work behind it. And for our business owners, this is a huge investment for them. Oh, absolutely. You look at the cost of attorneys and engineers and wow. accountants, and a, a lot of professional work goes into bringing these plans forward. So there's a big commitment on their part, and they have to feel comfortable picking the town that they want to be a part of. So everything that we do, from our development team to your work in technology, sure. it's all part of building a stronger economic base and giving people confidence that they made the right choice to come here. Well, not to mention, you know, as as, as businesses evolve, you know as well as I do, that regulations have evolved, mm -hmm. you know. So, uh, you know, your team, you know, obviously brings, you know, uh, can, you know, guide a, an entrepreneur around a lot of the pitfalls and a lot of the, the stuff that, oh, once they start getting into it and then they, oh, gosh, you know, I didn't yeah. realize this or I didn't realize And there's realize a it. lot of back and forth. A lot of the state licensing requirements require you to go to the local town official first, whether it be the first select woman or zoning and get an approval and then bring it back to them. Well, exactly. And then you get your state approval and then you come back for your building permit and then sure. you come back for your occupancy. So there's a lot of back and forth. And and we have to be the entity that helps people with that. That's wow. that should be what we do to be, you know, good members of our community. Business friendly. Well, I know, uh, Susan. Remember when you first took office? You had to, the, the Brainerd Place, the Elmcrest. That was oh, one of yeah. your one of your initiatives. And oh, sure. you, you yeah. know, to your credit, you've been you you've uh, rode this through to you know. Hopefully, we're going to get some fruition and you know get things closer to you and get this thing in the end zone. Well, you know, interesting. You should mentioned the duration of time this takes. And, I, you know, in talking with some of our regional partners, um, spoke to someone over in Middletown that works on these projects, similar to Brainerd Place. And he said, you know, Portland, the size of Portland with 9,300 people, you don't see as many large developments as Brainerd is, where you're in the 40 to $50 million range of a project. And he said, these take time. Yeah. You don't know how long these take in, in some of our bigger towns and cities. And he said, it's coming, it's, it'll happen, but there's many, many items that need to be done. And Mary has pointed out some of those. I and mean, there's a lot of things that go on under the ground that needs to be looked at, sure. um, as well as above the ground. Uh, Fire Marshal pointed out to me that he saw Joe Belskis, who lives in town here, and he's a yep. transportation engineer doing some of the footwork out there around the development to be site. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's probably the 20th plus time that he's been there. Sure. Because the, the plans are sitting in my office. I know DOT is reviewing them. And then our fire marshal's office is also looking at some yep. of the below the ground removal of of oil tanks, removal of some of the old pipes under there, and the expansion of the water and sewer system sure. that Bob Shea is working on with them. So, you know, we're we're patient people, and we're also a very helpful uh, team here, and we're looking forward to seeing some more activity in September, where some of the uh, areas need to be demolished and need to be getting ready for the work that's going to happen. And, Hopefully it'll it'll happen very soon. Well, again, kudos to you for you know riding this animal for so many years and you know <laughs> you know reeling it in. So and it'll go from there. 
you know. Yeah, thanks, it, Dave. And like, it's, uh, you know, it's good to be on these podcasts. We're showing that a lot of people listen to them, and it's a it's another way for us to communicate with sure. people. And at their leisure, they can learn some of these things. So Absolutely. let's keep that listening uh, audience up and uh, keep doing these. I'm thrilled to hear that you're going to be highlighting our businesses, some of the yeah. ones that have been here for many, many years. Um, I did get a nice postcard the other day from Valley Construction. They have a save the date in October, um, October 23rd. Well, they will be celebrating, Dave, their 100th anniversary. God. Uh, uh, that is tremendous. This family-owned construction firm, they've done work at my house. They've done work. Work at my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they do work for the town. They do work for so many people. And, you know, the Brown family is a, a great family that does so much uh, yep. for us, uh, both volunteering, working in the town hall, and and just doing a great job for residents that live in this region. No, I can. There's there's a lot of history there, and you know, Mike's dad, uh, Earl, obviously, who worked yeah, for Dominic guy. Valley uh, back yeah. in the day, and Dominic, uh, you know, started that business. And uh, there were very few uh, of those types of of uh, companies that are did small work. I mean, back in the day, there was you know, obviously Valley Construction. There was also uh, a Bob Wilcox that did some stuff and so forth. And Bob has, you know, since passed away. But, you know, that type of niche um, yeah. that you can go out and, you know, do a septic system or do a driveway or do a, you know, repair this or repair that or a site excavation. Uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's a service that, uh, you know, is available in our community. And I think the trust level is important. Oh, absolutely. The Browns are here. They're in our community. They're volunteers. Their kids went to Portland School. So when your septic goes and you get hit with that bill, sure, it, it's stressful. And well, to have somebody that you already know that can come and explain to you and explain the process, there's a comfort level there that you feel the problem can be solved. Well, absolutely. You know, and, you know, that type of where they're all community-based. And, you know, you look at the Portland Fair and, you know, uh, all of the volunteers and you always see Mike's equipment out there and yep. the pole rink and the bay loaders running around and, and so forth. And, uh, you know, that's that's all part of a small community. That's yep. what makes, they makes picked up, our... up to host the Kenny Fletcher Car Show when yes. they were looking for a location. And all that money goes back into scholarships at the high school and sure. different mm -hmm. charitable groups. And so they really have been a great part of the community. But sometimes I think we forget. Yeah. And you kind of take it for granted that they'll always be here. And, and we need to make sure we support all of our businesses. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. For sure. So anyway, awesome, guys. Well, fantastic. Uh, and also, by the way, uh, uh, from a standpoint of, uh, uh, you know, our podcasts are uh, obviously uh, I all uh, get them over to the Comcast uh, Channel 15 network. So you can check the uh the scheduling on them, our, our Board of Selectmen meetings are, are posted over there. Our Board of Education meetings are posted over there. And our podcasts are posted over there. They're usually on Wednesdays. Uh, uh, Tyler and, and Kristen, uh, you know, uh, always put them on, on the schedule. So, uh, again, that's another another vehicle. And all of you people that, that are listening to podcasts and so forth, please subscribe. Because, uh, you know, when we put out a new podcast, you will get a notification that, hey, we got a new podcast out. And you can check it out and uh, see what's happening. So, mm -hmm. Do we have time for one quick plug? Sure. Don't forget the town-wide tag sale on August 28th. Oh, yeah. Right. It's small-scale retail at its finest. Yeah, but that small-scale retail <laughs> has gotten phenomenally bigger since they started. And it's a different time of year, so I'm really interested to see. Normally, it's May, yep. so you're, you're spring cleaning. 
Hopefully, people have been stockpiling their junk for the last year and a half. Yes, yes. And I think this is going to be one of the biggest tag sales they've had because everyone I talk to is having a tag sale or excited and they have a list of things they need to buy. So yeah, make sure you visit some of our restaurants on that day. Grab some Absolutely. lunch, get a drink, make sure you... The maps will be huge. out there sure, very shortly. And uh, remember, we didn't have the tax sale last year because of the COVID. That's why I say so. there's, a, there's a year and a half of stuff built up. So <laughs> I like that uh, terminology, stuff. Stuff. <laughs> so anyway, hey, Susan, what's going to yeah. be uh, uh, with Halloween on Main Street this year? Because I got to know how much candy I Right, buy. right. Well, I think that... Um, Actually, we're, we're hiring a new youth services administrator, and that person will be, be in touch with businesses. We hope to have it, Dave, but we certainly will follow whatever our Chatham Health District says is safe for our youngsters and our adults. Sure. So please stay tuned. Our intent is to have Halloween on Main Street, um, but we always follow the, the latest in the health recommendations. And everybody, get your vaccination Absolutely. if you haven't. And everybody, be careful and wear your face mask when you're indoors. Absolutely. Let's get rid of this doggone virus. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I don't think anybody will uh, disagree with that at all. So anyway. Well, guys, thanks so much. Uh, again, this is our episode number 40 here. Who would have thought we would have had 40 episodes? My God, unbelievable. And we're still rolling. So guys, okay. thanks so much for the participation. And uh, from all of us here at the Town Tech Educational Podcast Studio uh, and our Town of Portland podcast, I'm your host, Dave Kosminski. And as Susan says, uh, get outside, wear your mask, and have some fun. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Bye, guys. Thank you for joining us today. I'm your host, Dave Kosminski. Please tune in every week for new and relevant conversations about the town of Portland. You can find us at portlandct.org or at YouTube forward slash town of Portland. And now, wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you've enjoyed our podcast, please consider subscribing and sharing with friends. This podcast was produced by the Town Tech Educational Partnership Program, which is a partnership between Portland High School and the Portland Town Hall. If you're looking to start a podcast for your business or organization, check out towntech.org forward slash podcast to learn more.